Welcome to the Mind of Moguls podcast, where we talk all things moguls and what's on your mind. Let's go. Let's do it. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, so what is we doing? What is, I don't, I gave this up to Monique to <laughs> let us know what we're talking about each each uh session each episode so oh y'all so (laughs) wait before we get started um we do want to say that this episode is sponsored by the pancake bakery yes so um we are so appreciative and if you would like to sponsor any future episodes please send us a message at mindofmoguls at gmail.com and we will get back with you yes absolutely or reach out to any, any one of us individually yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. That'll always work too. All right. So today's conversation. Um, oh, it's a touchy <laughs> one. <laughs> so I felt like um, <laughs> we, you know, people really don't know who we are in a sense. Mm-hmm. And what kind of brought this whole thing together is kind of, the fact that we have a lot in common and about our life. And we kind of talked about it in our introductory um, episode. But today, I think, so y'all can get a gist of where we're coming from, we want to talk about dating and divorce and, like, just going over to just basically, like, being a divorced mogul and how we kind of got here. Ooh. Um. Okay. Well, I will first say, and I've been seeing, so this, I guess this topic is very timely because um, there have been a lot of breakups. Yeah. So um, Jeannie Mai and Jeezy. Oh my gosh. And Tiana Taylor. And Amai. And Amai. So, and I posted, I was like, people see the wedding and they don't realize it's work. Yeah. Marriage is work. And I think I have to give credit to my ex-husband. He used to say that when we were planning the wedding. Mm -hmm. It was like, I feel like we are not doing everything we can do to prepare for the marriage. Like we're getting everything ready for For the the wedding, wedding. but we're not preparing for the marriage. And I think like looking back on it, which I will say like this episode is not going to be like a bash no. our ex session no. um, because I will say both of us, from my perspective, um, both of us separated, you know, him living his best life, me living my best life. Right. We are better mm-hmm. apart from each other. So, um, you know, while I wish him the best um, and I'm sure he wishes me the best, um, there were things that... Um, that word accountability, you know, comes into play. So I take full responsibility for my part. Right, right. You know, in the demise of that relationship. So, um, and that's growth in itself. And that's kind of what tonight is too. Like we ain't even talked about this amongst each other really. So (laughs) this is real raw. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's kind of, it, it just shows growth in the fact that we are at the point that we are right now today in our lives. Um, just, yeah. And I, I will say as far as the accountability goes, it takes a lot to look at yourself mm-hmm. and evaluate, okay, what role did I play yeah. in the demise of my, you know, failed marriage or my, you know, divorce or failed relationship Cause sometimes people don't even make it to marriage and yeah. they, you know, end it early and you really have to be able to step back and take a look at yourself and say, okay, after the hurt or in the midst of your hurt, what role did I play? Yeah. And it took, I had to do that myself in my situation um, because I literally was so angry that it was happening to me that I couldn't even take the time or step back away from the situation to say, what did I do? Yeah. 
how did this happen? Mm-hmm. I was just so busy and so frustrated with the fact yeah. that it was happening. <laughs> and I mean, it from a every little girl dreams of like getting married. Mm-hmm. And so when that dream comes to a halt, to an end, it's like, and one, it's frustrating, it's sad, you feel a bunch of different emotions. Mm-hmm. And it's embarrassing. Very, yeah. You know, I think I went through um, just a time where I withdrew from a lot of people because um, I was just embarrassed that, you know, I had believed God. I had, you know, was the pinnacle or the inspiration to, quote unquote, so many people. Yeah. And then for it not to work out for me, it just was like. You know, what do I have to look forward to if they didn't make it? Right. So it it really was. I think that that was a big part of it was being embarrassed and, you know, ashamed because it's just like, especially being in church. Now, I was heavy in church. And so it was just like, this is what you do. You find love. You get married. First Mm -hmm. comes love. Then comes marriage. Then comes the baby. So you know, all of that kind of just played a part in the mental of it because here I am now back single right. and back dating. So it was just like, Ooh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, I did what you said. Now what? <laughs> How'd I get here? Yeah. Yeah. So, would you ever get married again? Ah, the Lord would have to <laughs> direct me in that. I will say back on the humility thing, like that was a huge, huge thing for me. Like I was so embarrassed because we were kind of, like you said, too, a couple that everybody kind of looked at. We had started a YouTube page and started all this. Like he's a very popular person in our community because of the industry that he works in. So every time you saw him, you would see me at events and things of that nature. So the humility part of it, what helped me was, like you said, I drew back from a lot of people too, even my family. Mm -hmm. And I was at the point like progressing in my design career. So I was doing fashion shows in the community. I was, I was like out there. (laughs) And when that happened, I didn't want to do any of that anymore. I was just so ashamed. I just went into hiding and, What helped me in that hiding is opening my Bible and reading what it said about humility Mm -hmm. because God rewards humility. Yeah. And when I saw that, I said, okay, God, this is a part of your plan. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your plan is for me, but I trust you. Yeah. And that's the who. I mean, even, yes, trusting God with a bigger plan, but... Mm -hmm. That has been a big thing when trying to step back into dating. It's like Ooh. trust. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, it. you even from, like, a mom's perspective, learning to trust somebody new around your child mm-hmm. and, you know, but trust just even dating somebody again is just kind of like. It's real scary. It's like, <laughs> like Brown said on the Eat your nothing. <laughs> Eat your nothing. And then you're like, nah, never mind. Come on, baby. Yeah. Come on, baby. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. The guy that I dated right after um, my ex-husband, he told me, he made me like look him in his eyes. And he was like, your ex-husband's repercussions belong with him. Mm. And he was like, we can't grow or build anything if you are punishing me for what he did. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he taught me a lot. Um, but the whole thing is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because both, both of our ex-husbands, we dated when we were teenagers. Yes, it was like high school sweethearts. High school, yeah. And so... Um, I never really had to date as a teen no. or as a young adult. College, so, all of that. Like from high school to college. Like that's how they say you meet your husband. They say you meet your husband in college. Yeah. And we went in college with us. Yeah. So like we said in the trailer, 
we never dated, so dating now mm-hmm. looks different. I mean, and dating back then was going to the movies, cute little whatever, whatever. Yeah. Now it's like... If you know my friend, my friend gonna introduce me to you. That's how it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's not that. Now you got online dating <laughs> and all kind of stuff. Speed dating. Speed dating. That's new. That wasn't going on when we was in college and stuff. Mm-mm. All these apps, I think at the time, I feel until that age. <laughs> Tell it. The Black Planet, yes, in my space was like where you kind of picked up people, yeah, and all that stuff is like that was back in like AOL exactly. days, like that <laughs> chat rooms. We were scared of the internet for real then. Yeah, that the internet was not a thing, honey. You just meet people you know, or somebody, yeah. your cousins, or somebody <laughs> know. <laughs> what would you say? What would your advice be to somebody who is thinking about getting married and getting married to somebody who has their own business? I would say make sure you're confident in you and what you bring to the table for that marriage. That's good. Before you marry. Because oftentimes getting in a marriage, you kind of get lost in the person that you're marrying. Mm-hmm. And you put your stuff, yourself to the side. Do you think men do that? No. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, women for sure yeah. get lost in their husband and being their helpmeet and all of that stuff. But I I can't say I've seen it happen. I'm sure it happens. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it happens that a man will do that for his wife. So I'm not discounting any man. I just, for myself, have not seen that happen. Yeah. But find yourself. Yes, that's I totally agree. Um, I think I would say this whole you complete me Ooh. narrative is so wrong um, because you should be complete. When you meet the person, absolutely, that's a good. I don't need to put that on a shirt. No half of you. I need to put that on a shirt. Be complete when you meet, for sure. Because it's gonna be some times, and that whole fifty-fifty thing—that's a a lie. Mm -hmm. Because some days I only had twenty percent to give, and my husband had to pick up Mm eighty. Um, so fifty-fifty. I don't know about that. Let's take numbers out of marriage. That's probably what people really need to do because it ain't no way. You can't really measure. It's really all of you and all of me. Yeah. I mean, on everything. And I think what brings divorce and what brings separation is the lack of communication. 100%. When it comes to discussing what you got going on and what I got going on and what I'm feeling or what, you know, your partner is feeling. I think that when you learn how to effectively communicate and learning each other's communication styles, I think you have, I'm not saying divorce won't happen to you, but I think it's less likely when you learn and know how to communicate. But also in the communication, you're both not just talking, you're actually hearing mm-hmm. each other. That was something that my partner would say about me. Like I would You you were hearing but not listening. I would not listen. Yeah. yeah. He said, I was telling you, I was telling you. But I'm like, no, you what you never said it. You never said it. And I'm looking for tell me. Example A. Yeah. Example B. But he's saying all along he was. Yeah. Yeah. But in his own way. Yeah. And that's what men do. Some men, they don't, you know. Absolutely. They don't 100% point it out to you and see, I'm, I am I need to know. I'm one of those. <laughs> you got to write the vision to make it plain for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with fixing. I'm absolutely okay with fixing. But I'm not a mind reader. This is true. And women are not mind readers. And men. Yeah, are I was going to say it goes both ways because yeah. women, we can get into this thing where we assume 
that that the man should know. Well, I don't feel good, so I'm assuming, you know, he should know to bring me some soup, or he right. should know to bring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and not all men, you know, that's great if your man does, but right. not all men just pick up on little things, little things no, like that. They don't. Not all of them. But kudos to the ones that do. Let's um, break and tell them about Simply Mogul's Her Jazz Wind Down. Yes. Yay. I'm so excited about the wind down, y'all. Okay, so last week, y'all, we had <laughs> round two of our tasting. And boy, oh boy. <laughs> the drinks, the cocktails, I would say. It ain't going to be drinks. It's going to be wine cocktails are going to be so good, like, I'm excited. And then the food, the chef, the food is going to be one of the teachers. Absolutely. So um, we only have about like less than 20 tickets left. And the event is taking place September the 30th. This is next Saturday, not this coming Saturday. Next Saturday in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, and the tickets are $65. And y'all feel free to bring a friend, bring a date. We got a raffle going on. We're raffling two tickets to the um, Falcons game um, in October against the Washington Commanders, I believe it mm -hmm. is. So, um, yeah, we want y'all to come out, have a good time with us. And we are just so excited to sing and dance and vibe and just have a good time. Yeah. And shout out to our event sponsor, Carter yes. Murphy, exclusive travel, where they make travel easy, easy, elegant, elegant, and exclusive, exclusive. Yeah. So, all right, back to the discussion. Okay. Um, how do you feel about these high profile, like celebrity oh. power couples calling it quits? Well, not, I mean, I hope uh, Tiana Taylor and... And my, I hope they get back together. That one, that one hurt my heart because, okay, crazy story. Keep it crazy. <laughs> but my ex actually played basketball With against him. him. Oh, yeah. against him. Ooh. In high school. That is crazy. Yeah. So he and I, we always used to watch their show, you know, mm -hmm. and we used to say we like kind of really kind of close to like how they are like their friendship and everything we kind of mirrored ourselves after them and like just enjoyed watching them as a couple so mm -hmm. to see them go through this stage is kind of like disheartening because I really like looked up to them they were like a role model couple for me and they just appeared to have such a great friendship such a great relationship and I, I actually love their love style mm-hmm they did everything their own way. Yeah. And they stayed true to each other. And, you know, they never tried to be what media wanted them to be. As big as they are in the industry, they never tried to be what, you know, media wanted mm -hmm. them to be. So, and that's what she said. She was like, look, this is our personal business. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting y'all know this is what's happening because the narrative and some of the stories are getting out of hand. But she was like, this is, you know. At the end of the day, this is my best friend. Yeah. And, you know, I just, for the kids. But at the same time, when it comes to the kids, sometimes you cannot choose to stay in a situation where you're not your best yeah. self as a parent. For sure. Just for the kids. I agree. I get that question so much. What? Would would I make it work for the sake of our child? Because we had a child. And what's yeah. your answer? Co-parenting. <laughs> we are the best co. <laughs> we're not the best co-parent parents, but the co-parent relationship the is co better than the husband wife relationship was. Ah, uh, I wouldn't say it's better. I mean, yes, yes, I will say it is better <laughs> because the we didn't really get to be husband and wife for real. We was fiancés longer than we was husband and wife. How long were you married? Ooh. <laughs> um, I was married four months. One month? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was longer than that. Let me take a drink. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I thought it was loving in there. Mm. Girl, people still think I'm married, but we not. But yeah, no. Mm-mm. Girl, shut up. See, I told y'all this wrong. We talked about this. Yeah, see, me, ours was four years and then our what would have been our fifth anniversary. Um, he had me serve divorce the papers. So on the we, anniversary day? Not on the anniversary oh, day, but like during that time, <laughs> during yeah. that during like that time um of separation, um, it was around when we were, we would have been turning five. So but I did not know. Did you take did you um I was gonna say did you heal, but did you do therapy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, so when things started turning, like, I mean, the time limit was so short. So <laughs> it was like marriage and then decline. And then so right at that decline, I was like, what are we going to do? Like, our child was still an infant. Yeah. This was 100% like just a whirlwind. A whirlwind. Oh, for sure. <laughs> So we did counseling together mm-hmm. to try to see if we can kind of figure out what actually was happening because it just kind of, we stopped talking. He wouldn't talk to me in the marriage anymore. So we got married. It was okay for a few weeks. Then just stopped talking. Wow. And so I'm like, what's going on with you? What's going on with you? I want to talk to the counselor. I'm like, well, we can talk to counseling together. You know, since you want to talk to me, let's talk to the counselor. What's going on? So we counseled for a little while. Um, and it just wasn't really working. Like, counseling mm-hmm. wasn't working. So I stopped going with him. And then I started going by myself. Yeah. In the midst of me going by myself, I was also counseling at home with my Bible. Mm-hmm. We're reading. Uh, <clears throat> I was still going to church, and then I was also reading like um, divorce books and different things, just to kind of get different perspectives on what was taking place, or kind of trying to get answers. Honestly, that's what I was trying to do in the midst of that time, just trying to find answers from anyone I could get answers mm-hmm. from. What about well, you? I think that. So we mirror each other in a lot of things, but not in that. In the fact that yours was a quick demise, mine was slow. Mm -hmm. And so we had learned the art of faking. And at the end, it just got to where, you know, and he is the one that actually filed. Mm -hmm. Like I always tell people, if he hadn't filed, I would still be faking. Really? I would still be trying to make it work, trying to, you know, and not being truly happy. Right. So, um for the for the look. Yeah. To save the humility. hmm Yeah. But for sure. Ooh, but I don't know if I would get married. I feel like I don't know if that <laughs> I don't know if it tainted my my perception. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, I ain't gonna say it. Um, I I learned so much about what I don't want <laughs> that it's just kind of like if it's not that, then I'm just not open to. It. I'm just not open to it. I think it 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 has scared me. It has scared me to open up to a person in that matter again mm-hmm. um, to trust in that matter again I don't think it's 100% out of the cards for me but I will say it, it'll be a slow ride to yeah. the altar <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even going to say that as if we didn't do a slow ride to the altar because mm-hmm. like you said we used to go from high school to wow. college a long time over 14 years. Yeah. 
about? I, I, I think, I think if the Lord says, if the Lord come down from here <laughs> and tap me on my shoulder and say, that's him. And I'm like, okay, Jesus. Because <laughs> we got to be obedient. We do. We do. And what I am learning now, the guy that I am dating, um, he is very big on like me asking for help and allowing him to help. Because in this, well, first of all, I'm the only child, so I've always learned to play by myself. 100%. Um, you know, and then both of my parents passed away, so I just have had this secluded outlook on a lot of things. Right. So being independent and, you know, so after the divorce, I was like, well, shoot, I definitely got to do this by myself. Right. So I'm going to make the best of what I have. So building businesses and being a mogul, you know, I will never forget I was bringing furniture in the podcast studio <laughs> and the podcast studio is upstairs. Right. And um, I had took a picture of the love seat in this studio mm-hmm. and he was like, and so how you get that? <laughs> I, and so how did that get upstairs? And I was just like, I sent the face like, he was like, please don't ever do that again. Not because it's not, first of all, it's not safe. You right. could have pulled your back. You could have done, but y'all should have seen me getting it, pushing the thing up the stairs. And he was just like, you have to learn to break that sense of got to do it on my own because yeah. nobody can out, nobody can love that out of you. No. That's something that you have to learn to let go Ooh. before anybody can come in and love you properly. Right. That's something that you got to do on your own. And so, he was just like, so every time I like ask for help or ask for something to eat or just, you know, any kind of little thing that I could have done in my own strength or by myself, he's just like, I'm proud of you because I know how hard, how it, hard it is for you oh, to ask. So, um, oh, definitely. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I used to get told all the time, men want to feel needed. Yeah, and women want to feel loved. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You know, we just know how to do for ourselves a lot. Yeah. But and I mean, being a mogul, yeah. we are very independent. Mm-hmm. But it's not to say that we want to stand on our own all the time. Yeah. It's just kind of the cause we feel. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a survival instinct. So we kind of don't know how to be yeah. soft or, you know, dependent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, learning to be fully in my soft girl era is something that I am, it's a daily decision to do. Like, everybody say that, like they want to do it. Like, everybody, oh, hashtag soft girl era. I don't know what to feel like. <laughs> like, y'all, I would really be like struggling to be a soft girl. Why? Because you gotta have something to do. What do you think a soft girl is? Mm. Somebody who's used to having another person wait on them. Mm. And I'm usually the person that's waiting on somebody. I'm always checking to make sure you got what you need, making sure everything is in order. Y'all, I when they said help me, I was like yeah. the pusher. Like <laughs> I bet, yeah. So I don't know how to sit back and let somebody push me. Mm-hmm. But if somebody came along, would you even be, would you even be aware, and would you even be open to it? Yeah, because the one person I dated, he was like that. He mm-hmm. was, and he used to get on me about that. Yeah. Like, sit down, let me do it, mm-hmm. or like, would not let me touch a door handle. I love that. Yeah, it was so different. And I used to be like, he would smack my hand. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, okay, okay. Let somebody do something for you. Mm-hmm. It's just. What are, what are your, do you know your love languages? No. You need to I take don't. the test. 
my my love language is well and it's too sad so it's how you give love and how you receive love but I, I really think that it's they're the same but somebody said they were different but mine are um acts of I think it's acts of service mm-hmm. and maybe it's acts of kindness one of them is acts of service and gifts okay those are my love languages like if I if I'm out and I see something and I'm like, oh, that person will, you know, they would like that. I right. would get it. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, if I can do something. Um, and the other options were words of affirmation, um, quality time, and physical touch. Which now, I'm starting to, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but physical touch is kind of inching on up. <laughs> it's inching up there for me. You don't want to be touched? Woo. Um. <laughs> oh no okay I feel like I used to love it but now that I'm a parent mm. I have this kangaroo that just won't get off of me <laughs> in my pouch always in my pouch so I don't even have a sense of personal space really anymore mm. so to share my space with a mini me and then add a bigger person too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what that feel like. Yeah, it'll feel real different. I got when I say I have so much of just didn't do because I've been single now for three years, mm-hmm. and I'm trying. Like I said, it's just a little slow, a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah, I'm willing to learn. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to try. Yeah. And you just have to be willing at the end of the day, or else you'll be alone by yourself forever. And I mean, look at me. I'm not that girl. <laughs> Neither one of us want to be that girl. Look at us. <laughs> no. But yeah. I'm trying to think of what's the other questions that I had in my mind. Um, oh. So, how do you think? seeing relationships in your parents and grandparents, how has that played a role in your relationship? Has it played a role? Because I can't say, well, I wound up mirroring my grandma, the relationship that I saw the most. Mm -hmm which my mom's mom raised me with her husband, um, who's, he's not my biological grandfather, but he's been around since I was three, four years old. Um, So a lot of what I saw them do and what I saw in him, I ended up marrying. And um, a lot of the character traits were similar and, I ended up being or doing the exact thing that I would be like, Granny, why? You know what I'm saying? Oh, or, you know what I'm saying? Or not to say that he was a bad person right. or a bad man, but just some of the things that, you know, could have been done better or said better, you know, which we all have room to grow and right. get better. Um, but I think for sure they say, you are what you eat or you are what you see. Right, yeah. Literally, I became that. I mean, but they're still married and mm-hmm. happy and retired and, you know, living their life. best life. Yeah. So, um, what do you think? I think... So, crazy, again, situation. <laughs> so, I, my parents, I grew up in the, you know double parent household so my parents are married when me and my first son were dating and everything so I knew because I grew up in a marriage that I wanted to be married mm-hmm. in my life um and my parents had been together from high school so I was like okay I'm gonna marry my person from high school so in a sense I married it not the same characteristics because growing up my dad wasn't very um vocal and interactive 
and so I wanted my mate to be a fun and yeah. energetic and entertaining person, someone that wasn't always working. Yeah, because mm -hmm. my dad was always working. So we really didn't get a lot of time with him, just my mom and me. Um, so I knew it was some things I started picking out that I knew I didn't want. Yeah. And some things that I knew I did want. So it did play a role. Um, and not to say that it was, you know, a bad role, just, you yeah, know, you played a part. It played a part. Um, so in college, my parents, while me and my mate were together, when I left for college, my parents actually divorced. Mm. And so that just turned my world upside down. Yeah. And I actually like cleaned to my mate at the time when it happened because I mean that was my world that was what I grew up in yeah and so that was my first time even dealing with divorce or knowing what divorce you know really was um so it was very difficult for me even though I wasn't in the home like coming back and my yeah. world was completely turned upside down when I came here it was just a lot different and it was hurtful it really was hurtful and I just knew then I never wanted to experience that or I never wanted to put my child through that mm -hmm. at any age even though I was a young adult in college when it happened I knew then I never wanted yeah. that um and then around the time that me and my mate got married um my parents actually ended up getting remarried. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. So I was like, okay, so they really, really, really love each other. I knew they loved each other, but thank the Lord. Like, y'all scaring everybody making us go through all this. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I was happy. And I was like, okay, so it's the light at the end of the tunnel. So now that people know that that has happened with my parents, and they know that me and my ex have experienced that. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they kind of want you to get back together. Want us to do that because of what they saw. Would you get I back with your through. ex? I cannot answer that question. My ex is not available. <laughs> Mine ain't either. <laughs> but I can answer it. No. <laughs> No, I, I tell everybody who is a mutual friend of ours, you can't come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to go back. So, you know. You know what? That's not to say that he would want me back. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? From my perspective, I think both of us, like I said, are better apart. Right. His life flourishing, my life flourishing. And I honestly think I was talking to my godmom the other day. And you know how I said last the trailer that my mogul move is happening soon and we've been talking about um me potentially relocating and just figuring things out and so I gave myself three years and I was talking to my godmom I said I really do think it might be potential husband's prayers that's gonna push you that's pulling me from where I am okay. I don't think I don't think that my husband is here I don't either I don't so either. I just you know, because the, the guy that I'm dating, we've talked about, you know, marriage and mm -hmm. he's older and I don't, I haven't closed the door on kids. Uh, we had, me and my ex-husband, we had a stillborn son. So mm -hmm. I want, I think I do want kids. I want twins actually. And I want to be done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, the guy that I'm dating, he's so sweet. He like checks off a bunch of stuff on my list, but he does well, I don't want to say he doesn't want kids. He's He said if he had countless dollars, he would have as many kids as I wanted. Um, but he also, we haven't really came to a concrete thing on marriage. Like, I think he's okay with having a lifetime partner, you know, and not really putting it in on paper because you know our generation feels like marriage is just paper oh 
okay. <laughs> so I kind of said that myself, and I feel kind of bad for feeling that way a little bit. Why? Because it's not in the word. Mm. And as a Christian, I want to live right. And I don't, I don't think that means that if I don't get married, that I ain't going to see the pearly gates. <laughs> <laughs> However, I need to, I need to dig a little deeper in my Bible to see what the Lord say about it. But I do feel like I would be okay with just having a companion. Because divorce to me was harder than going in marriage. Situation. Oh, oh, yes, for sure. And not to say that I feel like if I get married again, that it would end in a divorce, but just that possibility. Mm -hmm. If I can, like, <laughs> avoid it, then I'm definitely going to try to avoid it. Would you make your partner sign a prenup? No, I wouldn't make them. I wouldn't make anybody do that. Sign a prenup? Yeah. I wouldn't make. I mean, would you ask them to? Because you can't make nobody do nothing. No. Okay. I feel like it could be a discussion. I do feel like I would be open to having a discussion about it. For sure. Mm -hmm. I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't let that make or break the relationship, though. Mm. I wouldn't do that. But I would say that I would be open to a discussion about that. That kind of made me think of the one person I dated, um, <laughs> the millionaire. <laughs> See, she over here dating millionaires. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. I just, ooh, how was that experience? It was different. It was fun. Um, he had been married before as well. He had been married. See, I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't know how people be doing that. Five and six and seven marriages. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. He had two ex-wives and two children from the previous marriages. Um, one teenager, one um, mm -mm. small well, child. <laughs> <laughs> the reality keeps me real quick. <laughs> but, um, he was a really nice guy like even though he had money he didn't wave it around like mm -hmm. he let me know that he had it but not like right off the gate like yeah he approached me what really even gave him an opportunity with me was his approach he was a very stand-up person like he saw me out with my family and we were not the same uh, ethnicity, by the way. <laughs> so he saw me out with my family. Um, and we, my family and I were actually getting ready to leave the establishment. And so he literally tracked me down before we left the establishment. Mm. Came back there to our table and told me, don't leave. I want to take care of you. And I was like, no, my meal is already paid for. Everything's fine. He was like, don't leave. Don't leave. Oh, what is going on? So my friend's like, girl, come on, come on. You know, I'm like, you yeah, leave me alone. Let me see what this man's talking about, you know? Because right. I'm single. Let me see. <laughs> so he has the waitress of the restaurant escort me to the front. And I'm like, hmm? Okay. They're like, come with us, come with us. Girl, they come up, give me a gift card. Talking about this for your next meal to the restaurant. Hmm. And so before I left, I just went to him and told him, thank you. You didn't have to do that. That was a really nice gesture. Right. And so he was like, no, it's perfectly fine. I wanted to do that for you. And you don't owe me anything. But if you would just allow me the opportunity to exchange numbers with you, I, I would really love the opportunity to take you on a date for us to know each other. Mm. Right. I was like, <laughs> okay. Okay, Ooh. good approach because you wasn't scared, you know. Right. And it wasn't even about the money. It was literally, that had never happened to me before. Because we never have been in this 
dating, dating world. Yeah, we haven't been. We met when we well. were in school. Yeah. So, and so we did. I exchanged numbers, and I prayed about it. Of course, I prayed about it when I got home. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know this man, Jesus, but I mean, he. We go see what you say. I'm gonna be. <laughs> So I ended up, we ended up texting for like a day and he was already asking, okay, when, when the next time I'm going to see you? I want to see you again. Ooh. And I was like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is fast. <laughs> he's like, I just want to take you on a date. And I'm like, okay, where will we go? And so he's like, well, I live downtown. I'm like, okay, I can do downtown. I work downtown, so it'll be fine. So we went to a nice restaurant downtown. It was a restaurant I had never been to before. Um, and we, he asked me if I wanted to drive up. I wanted him to pick me up. I said, no, I'm going to drive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I come to my house. This is millennial dating, y'all. I don't know. And I got a child. So I'm yeah. super, super protective yeah. about that. Um, so we met at the restaurant. And y'all. Did you tell somebody you was going Absolutely, girl. I sure my location with like three people. <laughs> they was clocking me. Do you understand me? Clocking right. me. Um, so we get to the restaurant, we have a nice meal. We just sitting and talking at the bar. And y'all, he ordered my food. He asked me what I wanted. He was like, speaking for me to the waitress. He's like, just what you want. And I'm ordered. And I'm like, This is different. <laughs> like, that is different. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to get accustomed to sitting back. You can't always be in the driver's seat. So, and the day actually went really well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we said bye, just hugged a little. He brought me to the car. But in a day, he just kind of talked about what he did and um, how he, he's ready to date again and how attractive he found me and stuff like that and we talked about business a lot or whatever and um he actually is a mogul too because he owns several businesses too Mm -hmm. um but it was just kind of refreshing to meet someone on that level and not feel little sitting next to them yeah um but I, I don't know. I mean, we didn't. It didn't work out for other reasons. Um, I'm a little picky, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it didn't work out. But I, I would. That was a good experience, and it let me see kind of what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of just told me, "Let me get ready." That's what it told me. Get ready. Mm. Have you had any dates that <clears throat> did not work, but you found, you know, some type of lesson in that date? Dates or dating, like a specific? If it's a specific person, it would be considered a situationship. Is it? Absolutely. <laughs> If it's not a relationship and y'all just dating, it's a situation. Mm. Unless you want to call it a relationship. But it ain't a relationship because y'all just dating. It's so much. It is a lot. Courting and talking. Mm. Um I think the I have not been on many dates like because I am very no nonsense when it comes to like my time Mm -hmm. because I work a lot Mm -hmm. like you really have to come at me the correct way um so I I don't really go on a lot of dates um the guy that I'm dating um we met through a mutual friend and um just kind of kept in touch from when we first started talking. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was after the guy that I was dating right after. So I really only have dated two people, really. Like, since your divorce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I don't don't be... mm -mm. 
I'm the same way though. I can't say that I have had a lot of dates either. Like that was probably my first date since my divorce. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Mm -mm. I did. Okay, no, I just had a lot. Woo. Okay, that was not my first date since my divorce. However, this year it was my first date. Mm -hmm. It was my first date this year. And it's September? Uh, it was June. No, I'm saying it's September oh, now, so yeah. all year you just had that one day. Well, you doing better than me. I had none. I mean, like I said, I but just, look how hard we work. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you said, you know, nonsense. Like me, I'm real. So I work on my hands, and so do you. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, it's hard for me to communicate, like all day, like a person would want you to. Or even at night, um, once my daughter gets out of school, um, being a mom. Mm -hmm. So my time is really valuable to me. And it almost already has like a timestamp in the name on it. <laughs> so to get my time, like she said, you got to come correct. Like you got to make me feel like. You know, you're no nonsense. You're not going to waste my time at right. the end of the day. Um, because a lot of times, even in conversations with guys, like, we can exchange numbers. But if you text me all day, every day, and it's the same conversation, you may not get a text back from me. Mm -hmm. You, the com It's going to stop. I, I <laughs> Not to be mean, but... <laughs> I just can't do it. Where where is this going? Where is it going? Yeah, I see. I have a hard time. It just goes back to like the independence, um, the independence of it all. Mm -hmm. Like allowing him to plan dates and allowing him to, you know, be the man. I guess. Um, but that's not to say women can't plan dates because no. men deserve Thanks too, absolutely. that too. But I'm learning how to take a step back and allow him to, hey, I got us reservations, like be ready here. Oh, that's, that's, that's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> he did that. He picked the place. He just told me what time. He said, tell me what time you'll be available. And I'll pick it and then we'll just meet me there. Yeah. And that's part of living in the soft girl era. Just yes. like when accommodations and arrangements are made, it alleviates so much stress, anxiety. When things are taken care of for you, it, it makes a world of difference. It does. It just almost it makes you feel kind of empty though. In a sense, like I ain't got to do nothing. I'm always used to doing something. I ain't got to do nothing but show up. I don't know how to really just show up. <laughs> <laughs> I did that day. I did that day. I had That's a babysitter. So that that really helped. That and in the midst of our our dating, the guy and I, he was like, he wanted to take me on trips and you wasn't ready. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was like, we're gonna have to hire you a nanny. Cause I want to take you with me. I want to take you on a cruise, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, fast. And you talking about hiring a nanny for my child? Where is you gonna get this nanny from? I barely know you. <laughs> so yeah, I, girl, I was thinking all of it, but I mean, the sound of it, the it was soft girl, mm -hmm. real soft girl, happening real fast, and I was not. Mm. Ain't that scary? Dating is, I mean, I was talking to my god mom again when I was talking to her about like the potential prayers of whoever my husband is is pulling me away from like he, whoever he is, is praying, okay, God, I'm ready for my wife, send her this, you know, mm -hmm. he 
it's praying and manifesting me in his city so it's like pulling on me to okay for some reason and it really did just happen like that like for some reason I feel like I want to move like I feel like this time is and so I think that our destinies will collide mm-hmm. whenever it's supposed to right but I was telling her that the men I, I just watched my godfather how he serves my godmom mm-hmm. and like he'll bring her breakfast in bed and you know she owns a bakery the pancake bakery who sponsored this episode we thank them um she owns a bakery and she could say hey babe i, I need to hang this picture or i need to and he you should see how quick he going to get a hammer you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's just that old school type of love i don't know if we have that like mm-hmm. even i was um my old daycare rainbow daycare um, the owner, Miss Hayes, her husband, Mr. Hayes, he is, I mean, just will go out of his way to help and not even just help their wives, but help women. Just like, you know, if your battery dead, they out there under the hood, you right, know, trying yeah. to crank, you know what I'm saying? Our generation, I just don't feel they girl, they gonna call somebody or be like, Do you want me to pick take you right where you need to go and not try to fix the the situation, which it's and admirable, but give you half the money on it. They ain't even gonna pay for the home care. <laughs> but you know, but that brings me to that person I showed you on TikTok. Oh yes, cause honey, <laughs> I'm gonna try to insert him. We gonna have to figure out how to bring him to the show. Yeah. That young man. <laughs> I watched his page today, and I'm not even a TikToker, y'all. But every now and then, <laughs> every now and then, so what make him? I mean, what attractive? Yeah. So, <laughs> y'all, this man got a garden mm-hmm. in his backyard. That he we got. don't know if it's in his backyard. It look. It's always at the same location. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same location on the video. So he got a garden, and he go. He go. Out he there. has access to a garden. He has access to a garden, and. He picks his fresh vegetables from it and takes them in his house and cooks them. What else is he doing? He be repairing <laughs> the house. I watched that man repair a fence today. Mm. And change his tires on the same clip. <laughs> <laughs> then he did that and he went to the grocery store, bought some groceries. And then came home to a clean house. To a clean house. His house house. is always clean. Always. And that's what he, I told her, I think he reminds me of the guy that I'm dating now. It's just, their spirit is just like Renaissance man, which I think that is his TikTok name. I'm going to click, I'm going to edit this and we're going to put the clip in there. Yes, we do. Y'all don't follow him. Yeah, Um, shout out to him. But he is. Um, just an all-around whole, and by himself, by himself, and that well, is, from what we see, yes, from what we see, that makes a person attractive is when. Yes. And I've heard men say, when you have everything together, it makes you attractive to me to want you on my team, right? Yeah. So that's what I was saying about you know this. You complete me. I don't want nobody to complete me. I want you to compliment me. Yes. I want you to come alongside me and wherever I lack, you make up for. Right. Um, you giving your hundred and I'm giving my hundred right. and both of us are bringing too. something beautiful. But yes, he he be doing some stuff. So he his it house stay clean. The repairing, <laughs> the sweet. He'll go fish. He go fish. Man, listen. Okay. So I actually dated somebody like early. that. I actually dated somebody like that. Mm-hmm. It was on a break. <laughs> it was on a break. And me and me and my ex was in college, and we was on a break. And this guy worked at the store that I was working at, and he was the school teacher. But at the same time, he was also working at our job. He worked in an outdoor department. I didn't think nothing of it, but um, he invited me. We went on a date before, and then we ended up going to his house one time too. And he owned a boat. He owned some horses. He was repairing cars. He had several cars. 
his house was clean. It was just him. And I was just like, I was not used to that. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes a lot of things that we're not used to, too, is a little frightening for me, at least. Yeah. Because I'd be thinking to myself, am I prepared for that? Like, what am I going to bring, you know, if he already got everything Mm -hmm. under control by himself? What am I going to bring to his table? Mm. But that was in college. (laughs) Say you ready now. I'm ready now. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. That is hilarious. <laughs> okay, so final mogul moments. What um what are we taking away from this conversation? Mm. What is on your mind about the two D words dating and divorce? Ooh, okay. Well, I'm gonna take away from this conversation is um, being open to approach the softer era. Mm. That's why I'm going to take away from this conversation. And as far as divorce goes, <clears throat> even though it's scary, there is light on the other side of it. In my eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at us. We can sit here, I mean, sit here and laugh and, you know, be at peace mm-hmm. and talking about it. So that's kind of what we wanted to bring light to at the end of the day as well. Like to show women who may be going through it that you're going to be okay. Yeah, for sure. Because we kind of went through it at the same time and didn't even know Mm-mm. we were going through it at the same time. Yeah. So what about you? Um, I think learning the, the faster... I think there's a fine line between fighting for the marriage and learning when it's over. And like, because the the longer two disagreeing people try to come in alignment and make something work that's not supposed to or that just is not going to work, it just makes it that much worse. And right. you draw it out and all kinds of stuff. So I think having the discussion of is this something that we want to work on or should we go ahead and start you know and that's always a tough conversation because nobody wants to say something that I started is over or you know you start out in love and you know people I do think people grow apart because um another thing that came on stage I sent to Monique earlier um, he was saying that we start out loving, you started out loving the teenage version, teenage version of him, mm-hmm. and so did I. And so as you grow, both parties are growing. Right. So he has to learn how to love the growing part of you, and you have to learn to the love the growing part of him. Yeah. And um, if you're not on the same page, it's just hard. So I would say learning whether to cut it off or you know, if it's something that you want to work towards, I think the quicker you do that, the easier yeah. it is. And then um, as far as dating, <laughs> um, I think my final mogul moment about dating is for me, I am looking for somebody who is willing to come in and help and so I'm in this big moment of like well not this moment but like this season of either asking for help receiving help knowing what help looks like Mm -hmm. um you know being willing to both ask and receive so you know finding somebody who sees what I'm doing because like with Simply Props, I'm always lifting something heavy or cleaning something out or, you know, doing something in to have the guy that I'm dating be like, what time are you going to the office so I can come help unload, you know, the truck or, you know, those kind of things show me that dating and chivalry is not dead. And there are some Renaissance men out there who 
are our age who are in our generation and so i think um i don't think it's it's lost which is thank god yeah that tiktok man shiny it ain't gone, <laughs> it ain't gone. <laughs> all right last um thing we want to give uh, thanks to our sponsors one more time yes, sponsors cement Carter murphy exclusive travel and the pancake bakery yes thank you so guys thank you guys for tuning in to mind, mind of, of moguls the podcast